0: You'll know where this scripture is in Hebrews chapter 12. Uh, Hebrews 12 and Romans 12 is some of my favorite places to preach from. And uh, I I was carried to this scripture today because of joy. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross, and, and what do we need to be looking for today? We can look for things to get worse in this world that we're living in. The Bible says, because iniquity abound, the love of many will wax cold, because iniquity abound. Sin's always been here, and sin's going to get worse. But I tell you what, that we're serving to Jesus, that he can bring you joy and happiness today, more happiness in the things that we're going through than what you can Imagine, and I just thank the Lord for all he's doing. In in Romans chapter 12, in verse 2, as you're praying for me as I preach, I want to read this verse. It said, looking unto Jesus. Where do we we find, why in the world does God come in and and put some words right here? I mean, just who is he? And what is he all about, looking unto Jesus? How, How could you start off reading such a scripture right here? Oh, there's a lot of people as we preach here every Sunday, they are members of churches, they're miserable. They don't have anything good to come out of their mouth. I used to be around a man that was around me all the time. I liked the sin that he had. If somebody tried to bring up something negative, he said, I'm not no garbage can. I don't don't take garbage. I I don't want to hear garbage. He he said, I'm no garbage can. He, He would walk off from that. Who is this Who is this man? It says, looking unto Jesus. Who is he? He's the author and he's the finisher. What does, that, what does that mean? The Bible said he, he is the alpha and he is the omega. He is the beginning. He is the end. He's everything from A to Z. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. He was here before a molecule was here. He was here. Why does he know everything you need? Because he's always been here. He's the one who took the dirt from the ground and folded it and, and made a man. He's the one who took a rib out of that, out of that man and put in a woman and, and made a woman. He is the first of all mankind. He is all man and all God at the same time. How much said he loves you? I can't wait as we celebrate this time. Easter is coming. It's, it's, it's about the resurrection. I was thinking, how could Jesus, how, how could he go through what he went through? How in the world could he go through that that death? And I was reading this morning, I, and I, I was going to preach that right up to the last minutes of this service is starting. And and, and he, he told them there at the Passover He said, you're going to betray me. One of you men, the 12 men was with him, and he he told them where he was going to be for the Passover. And he sat down with them and he said, one of you men will betray me. How in the world did he go through betrayal like that? How did he come? And this morning, it got a little clearer to me. that how, How could he come and went through that betrayal that he already knew that the best man that he had was going to betray him? You remember the man Judas when he had went in the garden he, he had went to pray and that was when that the bible describes how he got down to pray the burden was so great on him. He knew what was coming. He knew that real nails was going to go in his hands and his feet for you Michael Holmes. It was for you. It was for you I could call your name. It, it was for you. We wonder well I, I ain't into that worshiping. Oh, you don't understand. Donna, I won't ever forget what you told me. When you lose your worship, when you lose your worship, you don't have nothing. Because see, worship don't come from man. Worship, true worship don't come from anything that a man can gather. I know every now and then you just knock yourself out to raise your hand a few minutes and it just kills you, don't it? He said, well, it's coming to time that I'm going to send the Holy Ghost down and I'm going to tell you something, you're going to feel like one of them ventriloquists. He said, I'm going to raise your hands for you. I'm going to put a new heart in you. I'm going to put something that won't work. I'm going to put it down in your feet where you want to run and jump because why? You'll know that in him, we live and move and have our being. See, we that know Christ in here, we've already died to this world. This world don't have no hope. In other words, this world don't have no happiness no more. If you can gain happiness from something, you can say, man, because of this right here, I've gained happiness. The Bible talks about it. It's either going to burn up or blow away one day. It's not going to stay the way it is right now. You're not going to stay the way you are. One of these days, your eyes are going to get weak. That skin that you're looking at, okay. One of these days, you (laughs) too are going to have to wear your total turtleneck. You can carry it and get it stretched, pumped up, and blowed out any kind of way you want to. Old age is coming. It's not going to stay that way. Heaven and earth, the Bible says, going to pass away. But this word right here is what we live on. It's called the bread of life. It'll stay the same. Jesus said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. He said, there's no other foundation you can build on that ain't already built on. And his name is Jesus. Jesus came to Peter and he said, Peter, who do you say that I am? You say that I'm just something on the side? Or you say that, who do you say that I am? He said, you're the Christ. He said, upon that rock right there, upon what you've just said right there, upon that mighty statement that you said, upon the fact that you gave me the credit. Look here, I'll build my church. Oh, what is the church? We in the church. You could say we in the church. Oh, no, it's not just people sitting in a church. Matter of fact, it could be none of us. It could be none of us are sitting in this building. But the ones that is, it's the ones not sitting in a building. The Bible said there's going to be many people that sit in a building. They sit in a building. Every time the doors open, they sit in a building. They're not worshipers of me. I'm going to tell you something. When you stand before God, you're going to be a worshiper. And you ain't going to get it when you get there. You go out there and had it before you got there. You're just saying, Brother Eddie, what in the world are you trying to do? Make us Pentecostal. Well, I, I believe you need a little dose of that. You need to know whom you are. Paul said, I know who I am believed in, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep that which I have committed to him. See, when I got when I when I got saved, Brother Larry, I knew that I was accepting the redemption plan. I knew that I was accepting everlasting life. I knew that my name was written down in the Lamb's book of life. Scripture tells me, he said, don't rejoice. Because you can speak to an evil spirit and have to leave the room. Wouldn't that be something to be able to do that? Boy, they said, boy, he's some kind of man. He's so spiritual. If you ever get around that demon-possessed stuff, he can walk into a room and he can just say, you got to get out of here. He said, don't don't even rejoice because you could tread on scorpions. That would be a a big deal for me. I don't know if it would be for you or not, but it'd be a big deal for me. He said, but neither one of them rejoice. He said, but I want to tell you something you can rejoice for. Now, it ain't hit you yet. You ain't been redeemed yet. You know nothing of it. You're trying to get away from it. He said, but I'm going to tell you when you can rejoice. You can rejoice when your name has been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Now, you go up to the courthouse. They got everything about your land. You can look up. You can go up there and be nosy all day long. You can find out what everybody's got if you want to. But i tell you what you won't find in that book. You won't find who, who's in the Lamb's book of life at the courthouse. You won't find it in a White House. Because I'm going to tell you something. Ain't but one person got that book. It's going to be revealed in that last day. The Bible said the books are going to be open. Those not found in the books are going to be cast into a lake of fire and they're going to burn forever and ever and ever. You say, oh my brother, and now you done brought up hell. <laughs> well, let me tell you the good thing about hell and the good thing about our Jesus. He wasn't prepared for you, huh? So them same question people say, "I can't believe that a God who loved me so much would send me to a devil's hell." He won't send you to a devil's hell. It's your own deal. God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. What you need to be on? So look here, God made a way. <laughs> looking, looking unto Jesus, the art and the finish. The author, the author of it, the one that wrote the book, the one that put the words, the guarantees down that he said in John 14, in my father's house are many matches. It don't mean nothing to you because the Holy Ghost ain't there. Oh, I'm so proud of them youth. I'm so proud of that Holy Ghost. You you come here tonight. Samantha and Sarah is going to be singing. How many of y'all going to get baptized next Sunday? How many of y'all? Any of y'all going to get baptized? You, you going to get baptized next Sunday? Loud, you're going to get baptized. Stand up. You're going to get baptized. Make a stand for Jesus right there. hey, hey, hey. Hey. You're going to say, why in the world, Brother Eddie, you bringing that up on Easter Sunday because Easter Sunday is a resurrection morning. And what that tomb is back there, that water, we go in that water. When we come out, we brand you. Some of you folks need to get saved. Oh, yeah. He said on the, in that day, he said, it ain't going to be about a church building you're going to worship. It's about a spirit that lives inside you. Huh? I can't help myself. I just can't help myself. I mean, I ain't forgot about the benefits. Deborah, we were talking about this this morning too. We done forgot about all the good things he done brought you through. My word, he we done forgot about all them things, CJ. I remember you, brother. I, I was down there with you. The whole family was saying you was gone, but I knew a Jesus could walk in down that, that man and bring you out. Right. That devil don't want you in church. That's the only hope we got. He's the author. He's the one created all things. He's the one who knows how things need to go. Why don't we look to Jesus? Because he's the author and he's the finisher of our faith. Oh, Lord, you'll be around so many folks. I I told somebody, I said, I don't know how. It'd be so hard trying to get to Jesus. Man, all I want to do is get to Jesus. I heard all I want to do is get to Jesus. And everywhere you go to church, you go down to this church, and it's all, no, you've gone to the wrong." I mean, you say, man, you be proud of me. I, I went to church. I, I'm just trying to get to this Jesus. I'm just trying to understand the love of this Jesus. I, they say, oh, no, you're going to the wrong church. You, you got to go to that southern church. You don't go to that church. Well, you go to that next church. They say, man, I've been to two Sundays. Went to this one church. They said, that church wasn't good enough. You know, that wasn't right. I need to go to southern. I went to southern. Now, they tell me, to go to another one. Let me tell you something. Your joy ain't going to be in Jesus. Boy, I preached last Sunday, some, Sunday, some of the hateful folks you'll ever know. We'll be in church. If you're ever visiting in the church and they have a thing called a business meeting, you run as fast as you can run. <laughs> Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of a faith. You know what scripture tells us about this Jesus? In him. He said, Brother do you think folks ought to be happy after they get saved, after... They give the life to Jesus. Let me say it this way. After they've been redeemed. After they have knowledge of being redeemed. Understand? Knowing who they are. You think they ought to be excited? I don't know. You're not never going to die. It's in our And He that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. He came that you may have... Eternal life. It's in the book. It's not, it's not only everlasting life. It's eternal life. The Bible says it's a hope of glory. A hope of glory. When when they went in in the year of the king Uzziah died, died said and, and his train filled the temple said said the glory of the Lord just, just shined around the bottom it was just all over and when Jesus was born it was the glory of the Lord it was just shining. Amen. <laughs> wow, I'm gonna try to get through for very long. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of a faith in Him is a fullness of the Godhead body. The Bible says in Him we are complete. The head, Jesus, the head of all principalities and powers. Why in the world would he go through all that he went through? I want you to look at these words right here. This is the reason I had to come back to it. I made mention of it last Sunday, but I had to show you this scripture. If you don't have it underlined in your Bible, please underline it. This Jesus, looking unto Jesus, the and the finisher of a faith. I want you to look. How in the world he go through that shame? How did he go through the shame? How did he go through knowing them disciples was going to turn on him? Knowing that Peter was going to say, I don't even know you. Knowing that Jesus was going to betray him with a kiss. He told them, he said, you that have dipped into this bread and dipped into this wine, you are the people that's going to betray me. And they all got to saying, is it I? Is it me? Am I the one? Oh, I got excited. Reading over there in some scriptures in Matthew, the, maybe the last book of Matthew, and how Jesus was going to the, to the Passover service. And, and uh, they, they said, we, we can't do it to him on this day. It's, it's the celebration of the Passover. <laughs> I tell you what, you know, I want to think about uh, I want to think about the world trying to come against us. I want to think about next Sunday morning, a redeemed person gets up on Sunday morning and realizing that that Jesus was resurrected from the grave. And, And I just want to think about what kind of conversation would happen if the devil tried to keep a redeemed person from going to church on Celebration Sunday of the resurrection. I could say it this way, that even lost people come to church on Celebration Sunday. And you know what? I'm glad for every one of them. Amen. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith. I want you to look at these words. Why are these words here? This morning as I was praying back here in the room, it just hit me. Why he had joy? Because he knew that betrayal was coming. He knew that the suffering of going to Calvary was coming. He knew the shame that he was going to go through on the cross was coming. He knew that death was coming. He knew that burial in a grave was coming. But he also knew about a third day after they laid him in that tomb, that resurrection morning was coming. See, I wouldn't mind getting behind playing softball game. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't mind be, getting behind 60 runs. I wouldn't mind everybody laughing and saying, man, y'all ain't nothing. And I wouldn't mind being over there and they going, na-na-na-na, na-na-na-na, nah, nah, nah. hey, 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 goodbye. If I already know just in a few minutes, TJ, we finna score 150 runs. The game ain't over, baby. It ain't over till it's over. Jesus didn't mind going through all he went through because he knew, brother Carl, he knew about a resurrection morning. The disciples didn't know about a resurrection morning. The soldiers didn't know about a resurrection morning, but Jesus knew about a resurrection. He says these words, who for the joy was set before him, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He, he died willingly. He, he hung the cross. He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what to do. Look at here, it ain't over yet. How he must have looked at his mother weeping. How he must have looked at her, all the blood. If you've seen the passion of Christ, if you've seen it, how they made it just an open slaughter. And I, and I believe it had to been at least that bad. I can't imagine what a mother would go through. Had to sit there and watch him just beat him on his back. Tied him to a whooping post and just beat him. Carried a cross and just beat him. The Bible said you couldn't even recognize. You couldn't even recognize who he was. Boy, I see him blinking that eye now. I see that sweat and that blood running down in that eye now. I see it now and it was stinging. Have you ever been working and, and you're holding something and, and something's falling in your eyes? The other day when I was playing the piano, that sweat was running down in my eyes and, and I didn't want to and that salt was getting in my eyes and it was burning and I thought, man, I need to wipe it. Can you imagine strung up there and you can't even, you can't even wipe it? That old sweat and that blood just running down in my eyes. They said it and whooped him to a place that you couldn't even understand, you couldn't even tell. Who he was. Oh, but all that time he said, Father, forgive them. He looked down. I'm, what, a, what a man. What a, what a Jesus, brother Ray. We looked down, out of heaven and said, forgive them, Lord, for they don't know what they're doing. My word, I'm doing it with joy. I'm doing it with happiness. I know it had to be this way. I, I was born to die for all of mankind. The Bible said he endured it all and he did it all for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. This morning, Scripture says that he's interceding for you. Huh? It'd, be like a, it'd be like a tablet of sins that we've committed. He could be on me. And the father could be having a conversation with the son. I said, son, I just want to. Y'all know it's tax time. Huh? I'm trying to get all of the deductions we can. Hoping we're going to get something back. What if the father said, you know, it's about April 15th, and I just like to sit down with my son. And I just like to go over all these sins. He sat down at the right hand of the Father, and the Bible said he's interceding. How do you know that the Father ain't looking at the Son? So look here. What about this one here? I, I got one right here. I, I don't know. I, do we need to look at it? Your accountant apply probably call you for something wrong. Something don't look right. He'll call and ask some questions like I'm just asking a question. You, you've got some things. You wrote some checks out of this account. Just want to make sure that's something we can deduct. Can't you see the Father? Just some of our sins this morning, saved or lost, it don't matter. You got them. You sat right there this morning. And you've had some thoughts in your mind while I'm preaching. That's enough to keep you for a holy God. You've had some thoughts right here this morning that there's no way that when you get in heaven, you're going to even be able to have that little bit of jealousy or that little bit of malice you got or that little bit of hatred you got in your life. Let me tell you something. Don't you think you've arrived yet? Let me tell you something. We're saved if we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. But I'm going to tell you one thing. We've been saved. And the only reason why we're being saved, the Bible said we're being justified. Amen. Let me tell you something. We, we were saved when God came and got us. But as long as you've got that flesh hanging on you, there's some sin in your life still. There's some hatred in your life still. There's some jealousy in your life still. You ain't got to get it way out there to something bad where somebody whole town's going to talk about you. That little hidden thing, the Bible said, that thing that's been hid in the closet, I'm going to bring it to the light. Why? Because every one of us, it don't matter how holy you think you are. It don't matter how saved you think you are. The Bible says there's coming a day that every knee's gonna bow and every tongue's gonna confess that he's Lord. I come to tell you this morning he loves you. He loves you. I, I don't know what you're thinking this morning like that, man. Man, I man, I'm happy. I'm happy to tell you you don't have to be that way. Why? Why are you preaching so hard? Why are you preaching that way? Because the Bible says something you've forgotten. You've forgotten it. You've just forgotten it. If that's your thought this morning, you've forgotten it. The Bible says there's only few going to be to find it. I wonder why. Because the only way you're going to find it is the Bible said you shall know the truth. Then the truth's going to set you free. Could it be that the preachers just don't love you enough? Could it be that with this flesh on you that you just thought, man, today would be a good day for one of them little sweet sermons? And we just all go around here doing good? And if we just all go out here and make up my mind today that we're just going to cook a pie for somebody and carry it, then you know what? There's a place in heaven for us. It ain't about you doing good. It's about what he did at Calvary. And thank God it ain't about our doing good. Because I can't get in on my good. Maybe you can. But I can't get in on my good. But I can get in on Jesus righteousness. And we hammer this in such a way and we preach on this in such a way because why? Because the Bible says there's a way that seemeth right. Brother Eddie, I'm going to church every Sunday. It ain't going to matter. Now, if in your spirit right there to know you ain't been redeemed, say, so well, I'm glad he said that because I will not really make too many. The Bible says there's going to be a great falling away anyway. All you got to do is just make a mark. You don't know how many doors I done been in had to use some kilts, Johnny. <laughs> because them children, when they was born, they gotta close the door and they put a mark on it. Mark didn't stay there. <laughs> the mark didn't stay there. They got another mark. And then they didn't use a marker like them. Permanent. The thing about a lot of folks that think they got saved, they put a mark and it's permanent. Look at it, they ain't moved nowhere from where to started. Let me tell you something. With Jesus, then you've got to, to move. We'll be laying aside that first scripture saying, lay aside every weight that's so easy to beset you. Let me tell you something. From now to the day we die, it doesn't matter if you come to Jesus' day, you'll be weeding out things. You know why? Because if you don't weed out what came yesterday, you still got to, to weed out what comes today. Yeah. That's right. Amen. But you got a Jesus when He died for you, He figured it all in. He knew, I wish Kelly could sing the song, what Judas didn't know, the one that betrayed him with the kiss, what Judas didn't know, that Jesus would have forgave him if Judas would have said, Jesus, I'm sorry. He'd have said, son, I already knew you was going to do it. Look here, and I I already knew it was going to happen. I already knew, Judas, you forgave. You've been forgiven, don't worry about it. That's what Jesus would have said. That's what he said to me you've been saved, that's what he said to you. He said, don't worry about it. When you come to him with a childlike faith and you made it public in your life, that's what he said to you. Don't worry about all them sins. You think he left Judas out? No, he didn't leave him out. Judas left himself out. Judas didn't have to go hang himself. Today, when you leave his house right here, you don't have to go hang yourself. You don't have to be hung up with all them wrongs you've done. You don't have to look back on that. You don't have to worry about that. Look here, Jesus said, I'm going to bury your sins today. If you're looking to the author and the finish of a faith, the one with joy hung on the cross for you. He said, No man takes my life. I'm giving my life freely. Thank God that He did. He said, I'm giving my life freely. <laughs> Nobody's taking it. I'm giving it. All the people are going to leave today. The many churches, they're going to leave out the door with all the hurt. They're not going to be able to realize that they're a child of the King. They're not going to be able to realize. Wow. You can leave here today redeemed. Wow. Wow. What a miracle. What a miracle. You want to introduce all three of these people, Patricia, and tell what's going on right here? in. <laughs> Hurry. No, I'm not going to let you do a long okay. time. This is my son, Riley. He's my baby boy. His wife, Sarah, and my little grandbaby, Mia. How old? She'll be five weeks tomorrow. <clears throat> <clears throat> Scripture said he knew you before you was even in your mother's room when you was right there. He knew you. And he loved you. Yeah. And he's sitting at the right hand of the Father. Ballads there. And it's on because of Jesus that you have an opportunity today to make Jesus Christ Lord of your life. As we have the invitation this morning, God is good. Be with the folks today. We have a Friend of ours used to ride horses, me and Bobby, and he's gone on to be with the Lord. Roger is, but Roger's mother, Miss Woods, her, her services today, and also Nelson, a young man, spent our church. His grandmother's service day; she raised him like a mama to him, and uh, be with that family day. It's gonna be a hard, hard time. Count your many blessings today. Count your blessing day that you're not spending your afternoon with a loved one today, and in a hospital somewhere. God's blessed you. May we stand to our feet just one minute. Lord, as we come to a close in this service today, Lord, I thank you for joy, Lord, that you gave your life to us. For joy, you did that. For the joy, you did that. And Lord, we love you and we thank you for that. Lord, I just wonder today if you brought somebody into this house that they look back and say, Lord, I shouldn't have came out of that situation I was in I shouldn't have come out of that predicament I was in. Lord, it was only you that made a way to do that. Maybe you're here saved today. and You say, I sure need to worship him more than I've been worshiping him. I sure need to thank him more than I've been thanking him. I sure need to talk to him more than I've been talking to him. Yeah, I need to do all those things. But one, if you're here today and you realize, Brother Eddie, I don't have that peace that passes all understanding. I really don't. I want to tell you something before the devil lies to you. I want to get it out of your mind. You ain't going to have to move when you are. It ain't just church that you got to make a stand before. you got to make a stand before a holy God. And if right now, if you're in a few minutes, you want to accept Jesus, your Savior, after you've done that, I'm just going to ask you just to lift your hand. Ain't nobody going to come to you and embarrass you. You would come on your own will if you want to come. First thing you need to do is you need to get saved. Next thing you'll do is you'll make it public. You'll do that. God will give you the time to do that. But all I want in your mind right now is whether or not you've got that peace that passes all understanding. What if you went out in the car today and you got on the highway? A dear, dear friend of mine left his service one Sunday morning, a saint of God, as far as I'm concerned. Rolled right out of these doors, had his hands raised, worshiping God. Rolled right out of these doors. A few minutes later, he was out in eternity with Jesus. Where would you be? Where would you be if that was you? Do you have a peace about it? If not, right now you call on God and say, God, I need a Savior.